0: Greetings, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we at Clarion Call Christian Center are delighted that you chose to listen to our worship service. Each of our pastors endeavor to preach the word of God with clarity to your spirit. So let us enter the service already in progress.
1: On the other, on the other Monday night, amen, when we had uh, the, the Brotherhood, amen, at the uh, Texas Border Grill, amen. Pastor Kesey had brought up a question, amen, and amen, we did some studies and we talked about it on Tuesday night about whether or not women were called to preach and whether or not women could speak in the house of God and all of that kind of stuff, so we hope that we debunk that with the word of God. Amen. amen. Take that notion out of your mind that God didn't call women to preach and God didn't call women to speak in the house of God. Take that out of your mind because what did we say? uh, uh this is the end time harvest. Yeah. All right. yeah. This is the end time harvest. Yeah. And God is doing a gathering and he's using all of the laborers that he can use. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all right? all right? Amen. Praise God. And if I would leave a subject with you today, it would be fill your horn. Fill. Fill your horn. Feel your horn. God is saying to us that when he calls you to do something, don't try to rationalize it or sort out what God is doing. Because all you're doing is wasting time. You're not going to do anything but waste your time. If you sit down trying to figure out what God is doing and how he's going to do it. What's that, uh, that, that theme that Nike has? Just do it. Just do it. Feel your horn. Just, just, just do it. Get up and be about the business of God. What do we say? We said that God has a purpose in these last days. And the purpose is to gather in the end time harvest. He said, amen, in Matthew 9, amen, and I think it was 37. He says that the harvest is what? Plenteous. But the laborers are few. So he's saying, get up, get up, get up, get up in the morning. Get up and be about your father's business. Fill your horn and gather in the harvest. If you would turn to Isaiah with us chapter 55 and we will be beginning at verse 8 if you would. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8. When you're there, would you say amen? Amen. Now, can I get everyone that has it to stand? Is that all right? Amen. Amen. This is what it says. This is what it says. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Don't try to figure me out. Don't try to search out what I'm doing and how I'm going to do it. My thoughts are not like yours. What did I say? You're wasting time. If you're trying to figure out the way that God is doing something, the first thing you're going to do is box him in. And you ought to know that God says that I cannot be boxed in. For the heavens and the universe cannot contain him. So how are you going to box him in? The heaven of heavens cannot contain him. He says that I was content to dwell in the darkness. When there was no earth and no heaven to dwell upon. Or dwell in. How? Are you going to build a house for me? He says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, he says, so are my ways higher than your ways. I wouldn't do it the way you do it. I wouldn't do it the way you would think to do it. See, with us, with us, one plus one equals two. But with God, one plus one equals a thousand. Come on, you got to follow me now. He says, he says, he says that one can put a, a thousand to flight. And two can put what? Ten thousand. You wouldn't do it the way that I do it. Your thoughts are not like my thoughts. And my thoughts, then your thoughts. He says, now, this is is the workings of how I do things. Look at the scripture very well. He says, now, the example is this. For as the rain cometh down. And the snow from heaven, it comes down, and returneth not thither. The rain doesn't go back up, nor does the snow go back up. Isn't that right? Is but Now, this is how I work. This is how I do things. Glory to God. I'm trying to explain it to you in a way that you can understand. That's what God is saying, not me. He says, I'm giving you the example so that you can understand because you understand how rain comes down and you understand how snow comes down. And it does not return back to where it came from. But what does it do? It watereth the earth. And that next couple words says, and maketh, and maketh. It makes a difference. And causeth. And gets results. See, everything we do, our works and our labors don't get results all the time. See, our thoughts and our efforts don't get the results all the time. But God says that when I do a thing, I make it happen. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Hallelujah. No matter where you are, he says what? Well, I make it happen. Amen. If you have cancer, I make cancer go away. If you have diabetes, I make diabetes go away. Yeah. If you're blind, then I make blindness go away. If you're sick, I make sickness go away. If you're depressed, I make depression go away. I make those things to happen. He yeah. yeah. says, and maketh it bring forth and bud. That's what the water and the snow does. See, 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 Marcina, when you was coming up that road, putting in for jobs and everything, you putting in the effort. But until God made it happen, you understand what I'm saying? Until God finds the crack. You know how what the water does? When water, amen, is put on the ground, what it does is it follows a path. And it goes into the crevices and it finds those places that it is intended to water. And God is saying, That's how my word does. I will find the places in the lonely heart. And I will find those places that need what? Encouragement. So don't try to work it out. This is how I do it. He says, Take away the effort in it. All I need you to do is what? Believe. Yeah. Come on. Have faith. Amen. That's all I need you to do. Yeah. Because you will fool around and do too much. Yeah. Rest in God. Now, just give me i I'm going to let you sit down. Keep reading a little further. He says, this is how my word works. He says, amen, amen. Praise God, Sister Cherry. Thank God for you coming in. We're in, amen. Uh, Isaiah chapter 55 and it says uh, and make it it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. It will give seed to the ones that is trying to encourage us and it is giving, amen, bread to the one that need the encouragement. (sighs) The handling of the word of God, the handling of the gospel. He says, this is how I work. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and my ways are higher than your ways. Glory to God. look at see what it says. Verse 11 says, so shall my word be. This is how my word does. This is how my word reacts. This is the character of my word. Hallelujah. My word shall be, amen, a rhema word. It shall be a living word for someone. Ah, hallelujah. So the Bible tells us to what? Open up your mouths for the word is nigh thee. It is even in your mouths to encourage someone. Look at your neighbor, tell your neighbor, keep running. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It will be as the rain. It will be as the snow. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please." and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Amen. You may be seated in the house of God. You may be seated in the house of God. Sisters and brothers, we are living in the last days we are living in the last days. People have been saying that since the time of Jesus. That from the time that Jesus, amen, ascended back into heaven, they say that the last days have begun. Why do you say that, preacher? Because we have entered the church age. It is the time that the church is being gathered. It's time for those that are Called by God to be gathered into the ark of the co- not the covenant, but into the ark of God. And should I say the ark of God is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. It's time, amen, it's time, it's time to get up church and feel your horn to gather in the harvest. If you would turn to First Samuel chapter 16 with us. 1 Samuel chapter 16. When you have it, would you say amen? 1st Samuel chapter 16 says. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me give you just a little bit about coming up on s- chapter 16. Hey amen. What has happened here, this is the children of Israel. And what's happened is the season that they're living in is that from the beginning of the nation of Israel, God has had a prophet to lead Israel. He's had a seer, so to speak, to speak to the man of God or to, to speak to the man of God, to lead the nation. He had Moses and from Moses. Amen. He had the, he had the judges and Amen, and they they went on down and they communicated with God for the people. Well, the people said that we don't long, we don't want we want to be like the other nations. We want a king. We want a king to be over us, and be like other nations. We don't want to look to God for everything that we do. Did you hear what I said? And so at the time, at the time of this writing, amen, Samuel, you got to hear me good. Samuel is the prophet among the nation. He is the one that God was communicating with in order to tell the people what God's will was. Well, uh, the people says, amen, that we no longer want Samuel to be the mouthpiece for us. Samuel went to God and said, God, this is the will of the people. They don't want me to speak to them anymore as their leader. God's reply to them was, Samuel, let me tell you what they really said. Samuel, we don't want God leading us anymore. Did you hear what I said? That's what God says. God says, Samuel, Samuel. You heard them say, we don't want Samuel. But God says, what I heard was, we don't want God. Well, God says, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give the people what they want. He says, before I give them what they want, you make sure that you tell them that, amen, that uh, I will give you a king. But I tell you what he's going to do. He's going to take your children. And he's going to make them work his fields. And he's going to take your children and put them in in his kitchens. And have him be their cooks. And he's going to take your daughters. And your daughters are going to belong to him. But if you desire a king, I'll give you what you ask. And the people's reply was, we want a king. And so what God did was he took, man. he took a man, praise God, from the children of Israel. He took a man from a tribe, A man, a man called Saul. And what he did was he told Samuel to take Saul and set him up as the king of Israel. He would be the first king of Israel. And so, Saul did good for a little while. You know how we do. We get up and we run good for a little while. We start off fast, amen, but somehow we get the weights on our feet. And I just don't feel like going. I just don't feel like preaching. I just don't feel like teaching. I just can't do this and I just can't do that. I got to do this and I got to do that. And God, I just don't have time for you today. And that's what Saul did. Well, God, God had told Samuel to tell Saul. He said, Saul, I want, you to, I want you to, I'm sorry. He said, Samuel, I want you to tell Saul. He says, I want you to go down and I want you to utterly destroy the Amalekites. He said, destroy everything. For they have sinned against me. And they have caused my people much heartache. Tell King Saul to take the people, go down, and kill them. He says, don't bring anything up because I don't want to be reminded of that mess. Y'all got to go where I'm going. Y'all got to go where I'm going. Destroy everything. And so the Bible says that, amen, on the time that, amen, when Saul was called down to battle to go in and to destroy everything, the Amalekites. You know how sometimes we have a hard time destroying stuff. That God told us to destroy. Y'all better follow me here this morning. Sometimes we have a hard time laying aside that weight that we love so much. Sister Ross asked me, Mary, well, why is it? Why is it sometimes people don't do this and don't do that? It's because we love it. We really like it. it. It ain't popular to say. It's not popular to say that I like this and I like that. But I like it.
0: right.
1: Isn't that right? I wouldn't want Pastor Lucas to know this, that I like this. He might not agree with it. But truth is what? I like it. Y'all better follow me here today. God says lay it aside. He says destroy it. He says put your head, put your foot on his head. Amen. Take it, set it afire. He did it all the time. All the time. He says get the teraphins out of your houses. You know what I'm talking about? A, a terraffin? A, a little old bitty, a little bitty God. A little ceramic God. Get it out of your houses because you find yourself looking to it instead of looking to me. He says destroy those things. You think you're worshipping me but you ain't worshipping me. You're worshipping it. Huh? And so Saul went down, amen, he and the children of Israel and the Bible says, amen, that what happened was uh, uh, uh Saul and the children of Israel didn't do like God said. They did not destroy everything. And God's instructions was to destroy it all. My ways are not your ways. God says I have a reason for telling you to destroy it. Did you hear what I said? I have a reason for telling you to destroy it. Because if you don't destroy it, it's going to destroy you. You think that you can handle it? But you can't handle it. You think you can do it? But you can't do it. I told Pastor Lucas and Pastor, Pastor Kesey, Pastor Fox, Pastor Ross, I told them there's some things that we don't do around here because you know it. I've watched it and I've observed it. And it's destroyed everyone that I've seen do it. And so we won't do it. God says what? Don't do it. You can't handle it. And the Bible says, amen, that when they did not destroy everything like God said. The Bible says that, amen, Samuel the prophet came down. And when he came down, amen, expecting to hear the sounds of joy. And the sounds of praise that the enemy of God has been destroyed and that the enemy of God is now a forgotten thing. He heard the sound. Mm, come on. He heard the sound of the bleeding of sheep. Now, 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 now. Samuel goes down and he finds the king. He finds Saul. And he says unto him, he says, Saul, what is this that I hear in my ear? The bleeding of sheep. But what he was really saying, Marlena, I hear the sound of disobedience. I hear the sound of disobedience. And he said and he said unto Saul as he was walking through the camp I see the things that God said should have been destroyed my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and you know what you serve an omnipotent God one who knows the future and one who knows the past. One who knows your present, He knows the thoughts and the intent of the heart. The Bible says that he is the Alpha and he is the Omega. He is the beginning and he is the end, the first and the last. Hallelujah. And if he tells you a thing, I heard somebody say, do like Mary. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Do it. You may not understand, Solomon, what he's telling you to do, but what? do it. Because he is looking into your future. Come on now. He's looking into your future. And so what we do is we find, and y'all know the rest of the story, how, amen, that Saul, amen, uh, uh, had not killed uh, King Agag, the king of the Amalekites, and how he cut him up in pieces. He cut him up in pieces, amen. And uh, the, uh, the Bible says that what Samuel told Saul was that today the kingdom has been rent out of your hands. Saul's excuse was what? I kept this, well, the people kept this stuff. I didn't keep it. And you know why they kept it? Dick and Ross, their excuse was they kept it to offer it to God. Now, did you hear what I said? You're going to offer God something he told you to destroy. You're going to offer God something he told you to what? Destroy. So God says, does God delight in sacrifices? It's better to obey than to sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you've got the foundation. Now, let's look at Saul. Chapter 16, verse 1. At Samuel, I'm sorry. And it says here, it says, And the Lord said unto Samuel. He says, How long would thou mourn for Saul? You got to picture this, Sister Cherry. That, Amen. That, you. You, you got to see that this thing is new. This thing is new to Israel. I told you the other day that we're trying an experiment. And then what I said? Mm-hmm. Amen. I told Pastor Keith that we're experimenting with the church. <laughs> and you know what he did? His his, his eyes looked kind of, kind of funny. I told him, Sister Marlene, and I said, I said, brother, you're part of an experiment. Sister Val, I told him, you're part of an experiment. We're, we're experimenting with the church. Dick and Johnson, when I rolled up this morning, amen, I looked and I saw the grass. And I looked and I saw the hedges and the bushes. And Sister Johnson, what I was reminded of was a man that was after God's own heart. Y'all got to follow me here. I didn't see him cut the grass, but amen, praise God. He was cutting the grass for God. Y'all got to follow what I'm saying. Every chop of the bush, it was for God. wasn't for the money. Y'all gotta follow me here. Come on now. Remember, if you come up on the scene, Saul, I'm sorry, Samuel. Samuel is an old man now. Solomon, he may be down beside the bed. He may be laying in the bed. He may be laying on the floor. But you find a man that is mourning. Because Israel is part of an experiment. God has never led the nation of Israel by a king. Did you hear what I said? And so the very first time, the very first try, it failed. Did you hear what I said? The very first king that God put over the children of Israel, man, at their own request, failed. And so Saul Samuel is trying to deal with the failure of this thing. Y'all know how we do things? We try things and the first time, you know, we put all our heart in it and and and, and it don't work. You ever worked on a car all day long trying to get that car crunk? Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm trying to go see Sister Ross and I can't get that thing crunk. <laughs> I gotta go up that road. Don't worked on that car all day long. And then and, and, and when I get through working on it, trying to get that water pump to stop leaking. And I crank that joker up and I look down that Sister Johnson is still leaking. Y'all ain't following me. Come on. Amen. The disappointment of it not working. Some of us have been in relationship with people and we put our whole heart in it. We put our whole selves in it. And it didn't work. Some of us have been told by the doctor that I guarantee you that this is going to be a cure. And it didn't work. But Samuel is laying before God and he's seeking God. Trying to turn it. Trying to fix it. And it says, and the Lord said unto Samuel, how long would thou mourn for Saul? How long are you going to stay in this situation? Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. He says, you've been in this spot for too long. Jerry ain't yours. Sally ain't yours. You understand what I'm saying? You still mourning over what they call spilled milk, water under the bridge. God done moved on. He says, how long you going to stay there in that spot? He ain't going to change his mind. She's not going to change her mind because I'm not going to let him. I've got a better thing for you. How about that? I got a better Sally and a better Jerry for you. He says that now what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up a new season for you in the morning. Oh, man, y'all ain't getting this thing. In the morning, there is going to be a new season. Not the kind that you would have given yourself, but the kind that I will give you. there's going to be a new season for you in the morning. Paul said, he said, I am forgetting those things which are behind me. And I am reaching forward to what's ahead of me. He says, I press. That's what we need to start doing. That's what we need to start doing. We need to start pressing for the better me and the better you. He says, I press toward the mark for the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This place that God has appointed for you and I, there's a place of appointment that God has for you and I. That's a better place than where we are now. We're trying to figure out how to get there. God said, don't try to figure it out. Don't try to figure it out. Turn to 1 Corinthians, amen, if you would. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 1, and let's look at verse 3, I think it is. Now let's look at uh, verse 17. get there would just say amen. Y'all learning anything? All right. Got something for you. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor's and neighbor. This is a new season. Y'all ready? All right. You ever seen? You ever anybody ever broke anything? Ever broke a vase or a glass? Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My yeah. sisters, my sisters Nadine and Nadia used to break glasses all the time when they were washing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> sister Val, sister Val, when we was coming up, you know you you know how you get a set of glasses, don't you? Y'all remember how you get a set of glasses? Oh yeah. How you get a set of glasses? What you? Well, no, nah, I'm talking about before then. What's it oh now? Yeah. S- say, oh wait, who said it? <laughs> jelly jars. <laughs> jelly jars. And what you said deep? Peanut, Peanut butter. Peanut butter and jelly jars. You buy enough of them, you get a set. <laughs> 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 mayonnaise jars. <laughs> See the 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 the, uh, the the jelly jars looked a little more decorative than the mayonnaise jars did. But hey man, you sister Marci and man, you buy your jelly and. You empty it out, eat it all, I mean, you eat all the jelly, empty it out, make enough sandwiches, and you wash them, amen, and praise God, you put them in the cabinet. Then you buy the next one. Eat it up, sister, amen, uh, Paulette, and you you, 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 you buy enough of them, you put them up. Now you got two. You understand what I'm saying, right? That's how we used to do things. But amen, praise God, when you hear one of them glasses in that kitchen break. Good God Almighty, they done broke a glass. But what I was saying was, was that sometimes we break things too badly that it cannot be repaired. So all you can do is just what? Throw it away. And so what God is telling us, sometimes this stuff that we've done has been broken too bad. Just throw it away. And I'll give you a new one. Did you hear what I said? I'll give you a man after my own heart. And I'll give you a woman after my own heart, of my own choosing. See, the Bible says that, amen, uh, 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 it says that, When Samuel, amen, had gotten up for mourning, God told him, he says, Samuel, he says, what I want you to do is, he says, how long have you, uh, how long are you going to mourn for, amen, for Saul? He says, seeing that I have rejected him, that I'm not going to change my mind about him. Amen. He says, what I want you to do is get up in the morning and I want you to fill your horn with oil. I want you to get up and be about my business because I'm opening up a new season for Israel and I'm opening up a new season for you. The things, amen, the rain that you used to get, the bad rain, well, it's going to be replaced with the good rain. You understand the rain of blessings, amen, praise God. He says, I've changed my mind, amen, amen, and the way that you did it, forget it. Let's do it my way. But I know that you're gonna have a hard time, Sister Marcina, because it's gonna be difficult for you to go and sit down and fill out the applications. And you're gonna run here and you're gonna run there. You're gonna run down here, you're gonna work four hours on the job, then you're gonna drive down to Warner Robinson, and you're gonna fill out an application. Amen. You're gonna try to go to bed and you'll get back up in the morning and you're gonna try it again. But God says, I have a more excellent way. Marcina, you'll find out that I've been lining these folk up in your life for the past 20 years or so. Y'all ain't understanding what I'm saying. I've set people in place for this plan for you. But I don't want you to overthink it, beloved. Verse uh, 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 uh verse 19. Go to verse 19. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go to 18. It says... For the preaching of the cross, is that right? Okay. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. It says, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Come on, I need you all to understand what I'm saying. I need you to hear what I'm saying. The preaching of the cross to a man or a woman that's destined to go to hell. You can sit in church all day long and it sounds like foolishness. You could preach to them in the street all day long and it sounds like foolishness. You can preach to them that Christ died for you. Amen. And he will take away your sins and it's going to sound like foolishness. Lord, give me ears to hear and eyes to see. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. Lord, give me ears that will hear and eyes that will see what you're showing me. Lord, give me ears to hear what you're saying to me. Beloved, (laughs) we're in church, and there are folk in church that cannot hear what God is saying through his word. I say to death, spiritually death. Spiritually dead. Now listen what he says. Kion, he's going to have a play on words here. He's going to have a play on the mind. Val, I need you to catch this and see what he says. He says, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise with my ways. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise with my thoughts. Are you all understanding what I'm saying? I will destroy the wisdom of the wise with the way that I do things. I just can't do it like this, Pastor. I can't do it like Pastor Lucas said. I can't see the 2020 vision. Gotta mess with you again, bro. I can't see traveling three thousand miles to find you when there's a church around the corner. Amen. Amen. Y'all gotta help me. I can't see coming from Lansing, Michigan, to sit up over there at Two Thirteen Green Street. I can't see it, Marcina, I can't see leaving a job in Atlanta, Georgia, and coming down here and trying to get one and and, and making less. I can't see it, God. Well, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise by the way that I do things. And he says, and I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent, he says, where is the wise? When I'm doing things, when I'm moving, when I've come from my throne, and, I'm, amen, and I've called the world into existence, where is the wisdom of the wise? That when I call those things that be not as though they were, when I made the world from nothing, he says that those that are of faith understands this, they understand that amen when my marriage is on the rocks how God can say not so. When my job is on the line, when God can say not so. When when I'm at the brink of death, God says not so. What I told y'all. One plus one don't equal two with God. Listen what he says. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Where's the devil? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. By that same wisdom, they sat down and tried to understand God, and they know him not. Ask yourselves this morning, why did I come to church? Why did I give my life to God? God is saying and I hope that you came up with the answer that I just believe God brother I just believe him it don't have to add up it ain't got to add up I just believe him sisters it don't have to add up I just believe him when you ask that question why do you believe God I just believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse twenty-two. I tell you what. Look at verse twenty-one. He says, "For after that, in the wisdom of the world, the world—I'm sorry—for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them." Do you all understand that verse? Do you understand that verse? How many understand that verse? Raise your hand. All right. Sister Lena, you know what that verse is saying? That verse is saying that you can take Adolf Hitler. You hear me, right? Y'all know Adolf Hitler was one of the worst dictators that ever went down in history. One of the most notorious, amen. Brother Patrick, one of the most notorious dictators and killers it was that ever walked the face of the earth. But you know what the word of God says from that scripture? It says that through the preaching of the word, Adolf Hitler can be changed. He says it sounds foolish. It sounds foolish, but it can be done through the preaching of the word. It says that through the preaching of the word, a lame man, amen, can believe and be healed. That verse says that through the preaching of the word, the man that's blind that could not see from birth can be healed if he believes God. It says that, amen, praise God, that breath can be breathed into a dying marriage. It says that life can come into a dying body. It says that what is impossible can become possible. Through the preaching of the word. It says now, look at verse 22. He says, for the Jews require a sign. A sign for what? A sign that I got something to believe in. For the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after what? Wisdom. He says, but we preach Christ crucified. Simple as that." Now, we put it out there, Sister Keon, and and it becomes a stumbling block to the Jews. Did you hear what he's saying? This is the ways of God now. God says that your ways are not my ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Whoever would have thought I'd be in the house of God seeking God today, who ever thought that? When I go back and I look at my past and see, look back where I came from. Who ever thought I will be preaching the word of God? It says, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, but unto them which are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ, the power of God. And the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God. Here it is. Because the foolishness of God. Is wiser than men. And the weakness of God. Is stronger than men. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm going to give you this. Then we're going to end up. If you go back to. If you go back to a man, First Samuel chapter sixteen, when Saul—I'm sorry—when Samuel had gone down to Jesse's house, we see that Saul has made up his mind. When he got to Jesse's house, a man, yeah, just turn there to uh, F- First Samuel chapter chapter sixteen. Verse 6. <coughs> when you have it, would you say amen. amen? Verse 6 says, And it came to pass. Now, Samuel has filled his horn with oil. Y'all remember the other Sunday when we did the little, the little illustration, amen, with little, uh, Landon and Patrick and the rest of the boys. Amen, praise God, how we said that, how they all flowed, amen, when the anointing of God came. But this is what it says. And it came to pass when they were come that when Samuel came to Jesse's house and Jesse sent out his sons, the first thing Samuel did was incorrect. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, surely, surely. The Lord's anointed is before me. And God said unto Samuel, don't think. Don't think, Samuel. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man seeth. A man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Amen. Would you stand to your feet?
0: We at Clarion Call Christian Center thank God that you worship with us. We are located at 213 Green Street in the city of Warner Robins, Georgia. Feel free to join us at any of our scheduled services or fellowships. They are... Worship service, each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Sunday school, second and fourth Sundays at 9 a.m. Bible study, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Women of the Kingdom Sisterhood Fellowship, every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Remember that you are a value to the kingdom of God. Be blessed.